Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. Shalom, this is your host, Sister Donna Deckard, and this is the House of Ephraim show on June the 20th, 2023, and today it's Teacher's Tuesday, but first, a word from our announcer. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Welcome back. This is your host, Sister Donna Deckard. I have a few announcements I want to make. First of all, I want to remind everybody that we have a quarterly coming up in July. Yes. You realize it's June the 20th. June is about over. Yes, we have that July quarterly coming up and just a little over a month away. That's July 21st, 22nd, and the 23rd. Yes. 21st, 22nd, and the 23rd, and we ask that you get that registration in ASAP so we know how much food we need to purchase, you and your family. And that registration is $25. Children 11 to 6 is 10. Five and under are free. And uh, if you want to listen online, that will be $30 for that. Uh, Check out our itinerary page at our website, www.jewishprofit.com. We have available online Sabbath Fellowship, and this is with Prophet Mark Reinbold on Friday evenings. We have a Wednesday evening service available with Sister Donna Deckard, And that is on our YouTube channel as well, which is Jewish Prophet is the name of that YouTube channel. We have Blog Talk Radio, of course, on this station five days a week with the late Prophet Deckard and myself. And then we also have the other station that has Prophet Gary Burpee and Prophet Greg Burpee 
on Tuesdays and on Thursday. As I said, today is Teachers Tuesday. Teachers Tuesday, we're going to start a new message, a new piece of ministry called Those That Hunger. Those That Hunger. Turn me to Romans chapter 15. Romans chapter 15, verse 4. Romans 15, 4. For whatsoever things were written, whatsoever things were written aforetime, were written for our, our learning. So the things in scriptures that were written were written for your learning, for my learning. They were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope, might have hope. Everything was written for our learning. It was written so that we could learn things. That's why it was written. So that through patience, say patience, through patience, and comfort. How many of you have, have found the scriptures to be comforting? You know, when, when you are going through things, if you will open up your scriptures and you will begin to read, you will feel that comfort. As you begin to, 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 to search out the word for that situation, there is a comfort that comes from the scriptures. But it takes patience on our part. You see, we are used to microwaves. We're used to putting something in the microwave and punching a few buttons, and in a few minutes, it will be finished. I remember the first time that we saw a microwave. My, my, uh, my folks had went to this, to this store and they said, oh, yeah, this is the latest and the greatest. And they let my folks take that microwave home and try it out for a week. Now, a baked potato takes an hour to bake in the oven conventionally. But we could put a potato in the microwave and in three to six minutes, depending on the size of the potato, we could have a baked potato. It was revolutionary to us. And we were extremely excited about it. Extremely excited about it. And so we, we now, I mean, I'm talking, I'm talking back in the 70s when that happened. Back in the 70s. But now, well, you, I mean, there's, there's microwaves in gas stations. There's microwaves in hotels. We live in a society that a microwave is an unnecessary appliance. 
And so we're used to the speed of a microwave. But the scriptures are not microwaves. The scriptures require patience, like a conventional oven. It's going to take an hour to bake the potato, not just a few minutes. So whatsoever things were written, they were written for our learning. Say learning. We have to learn from the scriptures. That through patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. You see, God wants us to have hope. We are not hopeless. We serve a living God who is mighty, and he wants us to have hope, but he demands, remember what? Remember the scripture where Yeshua said, if you love me, yes, Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you, 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 I love you. Keep my commandments. If you love me, you will keep my commandments. How do we, how are we going to know his commandments? Through the scriptures. Through the scriptures. And these things were written for our learning, for us to learn by. Every day, every day you should read your Bible. Every day you should meditate what you have read. Think about it. How could what you read today in in the scriptures be used in your life? Think about the ways that you are going to use it in your life. You also need to pray every day. Understand everything written in the Bible to learn by. To learn. To learn. And through patience and comfort. We have hope. You see, it's not instant. We want to read the we want to read the scriptures. By His stripes I'm healed. Thank you, Father. And we want the healing to come immediately. It's not sooner, but it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. You have to have patience. You have to have comfort of hope. You see, faith is not. Faith is believing in what you can't see. God has a perfect plan for your life. He has a perfect plan for my life. The idea is for you and I to get into God's plan. That's the requirement. You and I get into his plan, not trying to manipulate and maneuver and coach and plead and cry God into our plan. You see, God's ways are not our ways. 
His thoughts are not our thoughts. He said, as, as high as the heaven is above the earth. Now, how high is the heaven? I was, I was uh, flying yesterday in a jet. And we were thousands of feet up into the air. We were so far up into the air that when we flew over the cities and you could see the, the vehicles on the highways, it looked, like, it looked like little toy cars moving around on the highway. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His thoughts make our thoughts look like child's play. We need to pray. We need to understand. He has a plan. Before you get into God's plan, you have to realize one basic very important statement. God knows tomorrow. You don't. God knows what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't. Oh, we make plans for, for what we think we want to do tomorrow. But how many of you ever woke up and your plans completely got washed out of the way and something else happened? You know, all it takes is for, for, for you to have one family member who passes away, and it'll change your plans for the next week, maybe even longer. You have a, you have a funeral to go to, a funeral to plan. There's so Sorry about that. My, my call dropped. My call dropped. God knows the tomorrows. You don't. You don't. He knows. He knows what lies ahead for you. He knows what lies ahead for you in the next 10 years, in the next 20 years. He knows what you need to do, what the strength that you need to have. You know, I think about my life. 20 years ago, 30 years ago, I couldn't handle and I couldn't withstand the things that go through my life today. But I had to be strengthened through what? Through learning, meditating, praying, believing, and growing in God's Word. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Now, all these things happened unto them, for example. This is talking about what happened to the Israelites in the Old Testament. It is all for example. And they are written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the world are to come. They were written down for us. It was written for us, to us have. That information. Wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth take heed. 
least you thought. God has a way. He knows. What comes before the fall? Pride. He said, take heed. Him that standeth, least you fall. Just about the time you've got it figured out. I remember when I first learned about healing. I'm telling you, I was so excited. I wrote a track about healing because it was revelation to me. Yeshua went to the cross, not only for my sins, but for my healing. And I'm telling you, Yeshua took my sicknesses I didn't have to. And I, I ran with those two scriptures. I ran with them because it was raining to me. And I was so excited. And I'm telling you, are you sick? Let me pray for you. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 23. He brought us out from him that he might bring us in to give us the land which he swore unto our fathers. God, we save Israel, just save us. God didn't save Israel. God didn't save you just to save you. You need to underline 
He brought us out from sin that he might bring us in. God brought you out of the sin in your life that he might bring you in to his promises. God brought you out of the miry clay that you were were trying to walk and live in to bring you out to make you what he predestined you were to be. God knows the tomorrow. He knows what you need to become. God knows. He has a plan. He has a plan. God has a plan. He has a purpose. It's a bigger picture than what you and I see in our everyday lives. It's a much bigger picture than what you and I see. Let's go to Galatians. Galatians chapter 4, verse 19. My little children, on whom I prevail on birth, again until Christ be formed in you. You see, it takes an obsession. It takes prevail. It's believing God for Christ to be formed in us. Why? Because sometimes we have a better idea. Sometimes we get impatient with us. If it's not happening fast enough, I quit. I'm done. It's over. It didn't work for me. Right here in Galatians saying, Hey, you kids, you spiritual children, I am praying and interceding and I'm prevailing to birth you. Now, if any of you are women who have children, birth is a process. Sometimes it takes a long time. I've known women who've been in labor for hours. 48 hours. I can't imagine a woman that's been in labor that long having strength to birth a child. But they seem to. Then there are those who, who they have labor that's just an hour. Spiritually, it's the same way. Sometimes it takes years of praying for someone. For them to be birthed into Christ being formed in them. That's God's plan for you and I. That we will become Christ like. That we will become Christ like. Forming of Christ in you means that you will be like him. Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. And now it's going to tell you how to do it. How to be transformed. 
by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. How do we renew our mind? By that meditating every day in the Word. By reading the Word. By praying. By, by, by thinking about how can I apply this scripture to my life today. That's how you renew your mind. We taught you. Whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're struggling with, find the scriptures that apply to that situation. Search it out. You say, well, Sister Donna, I, I, I can only find one. Or Sister Donna, I can't find any. Well, that's simple. Begin to pray and ask God to show you scripture that apply to your situation. He will. He will. I've had, I've had the scriptures like that that I've written out the situation. And I'll be meditating and reading over them. And then one day I'll be, I'll be listening to prophets. Or, or, or I'll be reading my Bible and all of a sudden I'll see this scripture and I'm like that works for that situation never thought of it that way before and I run and get my index card and I'll write them down and I add it to the stack don't be conformed to this world you see, we are to be different in the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And when you begin to allow yourself to be transformed, to be changed, to become Christ-like, you will begin to prove that good, acceptable, perfect will of God in your life. In your life. But it is going to take effort upon your part. It's going to take effort upon my part. Some of you have families that you're believing God for. And sometimes you're believing God for and it looks like nothing is happening. And you become, hang on, discouraged. Discouraged. You want to throw your hands up and say, well, it's just not going to work for them. 
You don't want to get to heaven and God say, you know, he goes, family member was, was just about to turn around. Just about to wear down enough to, to give in. And you throw your hands up and quit. They're burning in hell today. Turn to Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Let us therefore fear, verse 1 and 2. Let us therefore fear. It's a promise being left of us entering into his rest. Let us therefore fear, leave a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Any of you should come short of it. See, the promises are for us. The promises are so we can have rest. They're there for us. God promised it. But just like the Israelites, our unbelief can send us right back into the wilderness. God demands faith from you and from me. He demands it. He expects it. Yeah, you think that you think that what he did to the Israelites he won't do to you and I? I don't want to wander around in the wilderness. I want to know that I know that I know that his promises are true. Even when it doesn't look like it. Verse 2. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, being mixed with faith in them that heard it, not being mixed. You see, you in everything. Even even as you are listening to this blog today, what I'm preaching could profit you immensely or it could not profit you at all. It's all about your faith. It's all about how much you believe That's what it's about. It's about faith.
prophet, when he preached this, teaching about those who got turned over to without a retrobate mind to believe a lie. They refused to believe. They refused to mix what they, the scriptures, what they heard preached. They refused to mix it with faith, and they got turned over to a retrobate mind. He said, I believe that it'll come down to those, those who don't get turned over to a retrobate mind will get to the place of truly fearing God. Truly fearing God. Understanding that it is in God's hands. God knows the thoughts and the intent of your heart. God knows the thoughts and the intent of my heart. And it has to get down to the point that we have a godly fear of him. That we know and understand that he's God. And he can do it any way he wants. And if he chooses to say, you're unbelief, go back to the wilderness for a few years and see if you can learn anything. God knows the tomorrows for me. And he knows the tomorrows for you. And the things that we go through the wildernesses that we walk through, they are to strengthen us. They are cause us to grow to the point that we can handle what's coming in the future. Prophet looked at, used to look at me, and I know he preached it from the, from the pulpit, that these last days are perilous times. Even in the scripture, that it's going to be perilous times. It's going to be hard times. Some of you may say, well, Sister Donna, we're in hard times now. Well, it's going to get harder. That says the scriptures. It's going to get harder. It's going to get harder. I remember prophet prophesying back in the 90s that we would see $8 a gallon gasoline. Back then, I don't remember, it may not even have broken past, much past the dollar, dollar fifty. But I remember thinking about it as I sat there in the pew and he prophesied that. And, and I was like, God, I won't be able to afford to come to church. I'm on a budget, and, and we budget out so much a month for gasoline, and I won't be able to come to church, God. What am I going to do? Now, you understand that your mind thinks in lightning fast speed. And I'm sitting here having all these thoughts. And about that time, Prophet says, 
glory. It's not according to your budget, Sister Donna. God supplies our needs according to his riches. And he said, I don't care whether you get $8 a gallon, $10 a gallon. He goes, I will be able to still go. Maybe, maybe God will cause my car to get twice, twice the miles per gallon that it does now. Maybe, maybe our, my God will supply me. I'll be gathering up and somebody will come and pay for it. I eat those. I don't know. But it won't matter. Because I serve a mighty God. See, God knows it tomorrow. God has you believing for things now in your life. Whether you're believing for enough food to put on the table, or whether you're just believing God for some luxury you want. You are practicing using your faith. You are growing and getting stronger. Because the times are going to get hard. I want you to think about what is your faith project right now? What is it you are believing God for? Okay, now you've got that on your mind. You're thinking about what you're believing God for? Now fast forward to the mark of the beast. You take the mark, you burn it out. But if you don't take the mark, you can't buy and sell. If you don't pass the faith test in what you're believing God for today, how are you going to believe him when the man is a beast staring you straight in the face? God knows that tomorrow. You and I are When is the market to be coming? I don't know. And let me give you another one. I don't care. Because if I am making adjustable steps with my God, if I keep learning, if I keep applying, if I keep growing in His Word, He will have me where I need to be spiritually when it happens. But if I get lackadaisical, if I decide, oh, you know what? I'm tired of having a faith project. I'm tired of, of, of getting up and praying every day. I'm tired of meditating. I'm tired of, I'm tired of throwing a, 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 a sermon on by prophets and typing it out word by word. I'm tired of doing that. God, I quit. 
rainwater to water my plants. And I began to have to water my plants and I began to water rainwater supplies. I'm like, God, it's my only choice. So I pulled out the garden hose and I began to water. Now watering takes time. It takes takes a couple hours every evening. Labor intensive. Now when you have a garden hose it's not so bad, but I had I had I had part of the garden, the garden hose didn't reach. I had to take it in buckets. God bless. Water container. I had, I don't know how many thousands of gallons it was in that container. My brothers managed to get and bring over to me. Used all of that water. Still no rain. Now I began to think about, you know how in the Bible it talks about, you know, they, 
had a drought, drought and there was no rain for years. I'm talking weeks here. Years. Oh my God, I can't imagine. No rain for years. But you see, God's word says that in these end days, there will be what? Famine? There will be drought? What are you and I going to do? I finally got rain. My rain catchment buckets were filled. I was grateful. I was singing praises unto God. God said, I want you to think about something. He said, during that whole time, you were praying for water. You were believing God for bleeding me for water. But he said, did you have one plant God? I said, no, God, I didn't. Yes, it would be. 
But you see, you have to go through. You have to go through the things you're going through now. Or you will never be able to go through that then. You have to go through it. You have to understand it. You have to understand These things that were written in the Bible to learn by. They were for us to learn by, to grow. We have to get to the place that we fear God. We understand that he is in control, not you and I. He's in control. He's in control. I want you to look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We're going to start in verse Verse 22. But be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own self. You and I have to do more than hear. We have to do the work. We have to do things. We have to believe God. We have to talk. We have to keep Sabbath. Today's new moon. Shabbat. A Sabbath. I woke up this morning. As I lay there in bed, before I crawled out of bed, I was like, okay, now I need to do this, 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 and this. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, no. It's new moon. It's new moon. It's not a work day. This, this, and this will wait until tomorrow. You have to be a doer of his word. What is it that God's dealing with you to do right now? Is he dealing with you to produce a fruit? Seem like that that a certain situation keeps coming up over and over and over and over and over again that's going to demand that kind of fruit in your life? the reason you're going through what you're going through. You have to be a doer of his word. You have to know not to put him in a box. You might decide that, you know what, I'm not going to bring you rain, but I'm going to sustain the plant 
You see, God has his way. We have all. We don't have a better idea. We don't have a better idea. Let's pray. Father, I come before you. I lift up everyone who's listening. Father, I know you've you've spoke to hearts today. I know you have. You've brought things up as I ministered. Father, I pray that there'll be a doer of your word in those situations. There's somebody, you've got something going on with your foot. There's something going on with your foot. I believe it's your, it's your right foot. God's going to heal that today. Put your hand on that foot. Anyone else you have a need that you need healed? Put your hand on it. In the name of Yeshua. I speak to that foot. I want you to take your other foot and I want you to press it on top of your foot that needs healed. I want you to press it on there just as hard as you can. In the name of Yeshua! Yeshua! Run! Run, anointing, run! Satan, you take your lying symptoms, you leave that foot. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now I want you to do something. I want you to, to wiggle your foot, do something, whatever it is that you, you couldn't do before. Yeshua, 
you have been healed by the stripes of Yeshua. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. I want to thank those who are listening, and I want to remind you, with God, all things are possible. Shalom. Mm-hmm.